0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
3: The
1: following episode is being released in remembrance of Ken Brown, the GM
3: of this show. It's going to be a long road without you, brother, but... We'll see you at the end of it.
2: For your operator to communicate it. For English, press one. For Espanol, press one. Dio, Scotland, Smith,
3: three.
4: Hello, I am Ken Brown, the Dungeon Master for Riven, the Shattered Continent, and I want to welcome you back to our world. Can the heroes of our story please introduce themselves?
1: Hello. I'm Harkos Ironjaw Pissarro. I'm not too sure what to say I am anymore, other than one of the many who are standing up against the rise of Cyraxis. And I am betrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am
2: Trevor Ironjaw. By the light of Numarath and the help of family and friends, I shall stand strong against the dragon tyrant, Syraxis.
4: Portrayed by Brad Kornauer. Thank you, heroes, and thank you all for joining us at our table. We bid you welcome and hope that you enjoy Rolling in the Geek. rolling in the Geek. A month has passed in Riven, which is still reeling from the rise of Cyraxis. A grand total of 2,801 people lost their lives, but many more were saved both before and after her rebirth. A scar was left behind called the Spear, which is a towering pulse of leyline magic spewing forth from where she pulled herself out from the earth. During this month, Trevor meets back up with Tyrelian, who survived after being trapped in his own estate after failing to convince many of his social circle to leave. He offered up all of his wealth to rebuilding the city, leaving him penniless. Parcos finds survivors while playing with a group of children. He digs out a pair of kids who were only alive because of the sacrifice of William, the captain of the town guard. We meet back up with our team at a dinner at Trevor's parents. Arcos has brought his sister, Avalon, while Trevor brought Lenara. They all chit-chat about various things, eventually revealing Avalon to Trevor's parents for who she really is, and Trevor's mother, Bianca, inquiring about the relationship between Trevor and Lenara. There is a lot of awkward conversations, which end with Trevor and Lenara becoming officially in a relationship. As the dinner winds down, Lord Tyrion comes to the Ironjaw estate with news. He reveals that King Jubilee has been deposed, citing rumors that Syraxas' rebirth was his doing through some sort of magic. Parcos blames himself, but Tyrellian tries to take the blame off of him, saying that it was just an excuse, and that the wealthy who wanted power would do anything to get Jubilee out. He reveals that at dawn, a council of powerful people in the city would be meeting to try and place a new royal, and that he thinks the B-Team should be there. And
3: that is where we pick back up. Eighteen minus Phil. Oh.
4: I <sighs> yeah. skipped. I completely and totally skipped over. You Phil. did completely. I'm well, a that, that wasn't
1: that wasn't this episode, was it? Yeah. That episode it was last episode. Yeah, yeah. it was ninety yeah. six. Jesus, oh, we got we got kicked
2: in the teeth a few times there
1: oh it was because mm-hmm. that happened right after the Williams stuff because you were mad okay yep I remember Yep. yeah Phil
4: left the group and that is where we picked <laughs> wow. <Michael. laughs> wow Ken
1: wow
3: <laughs> oh, wow doing,
1: doing the big guy gestures good old fucking <laughs> oh, Phil Philavanger oh my Andrew. god oh man uh, wow i mean if if we want to play it that way we could we could make the argument hark was paid Phil handsomely to go the fuck home
3: <laughs> um, wow,
1: so are we picking up are we picking up at bedtime or are we picking up at morning after well, you
4: you were all heading to kind of bunk down for the evening yeah uh as we as we ended the episode uh with uh, uh bianca saying no hanky-panky and that you had to have separate rooms. Yeah, and I <clears>
1: told her, well, of course, Trevor and I have separate rooms because he gets really upset when I'm near his bed.
4: <laughs> well, for
3: good reason.
1: I don't you think Well. And good reason. Well.
4: <laughs> and, and, and also, another big reveal is that Avalon does the same thing.
1: Yeah, she's like, you do it too. And I said, oh, thank goodness. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Even in her dragon form, she does that
1: i would imagine i feel i mean it makes sense your horde can be soft cushy bedding didn't have not have to be coin, right you know it makes sense why harkos has all this money now <laughs> i've involuntarily been accumulating a horde that i just willingly gave a fucking third of <laughs> anyway
4: Uh, so place yourselves wherever you're wanting to if you want to uh, uh, Lenara will bid goodnight uh, and start heading off to uh, her very separate room I will uh, walk her to her room and I will shove him in and lock him inside
1: (laughs) wow I I never want to see you two again (laughs) wow (laughs)
2: man this episode's going
1: places already it is. Uh, yeah, the bedroom. That's that's <laughs> where
4: it went. Lenara stares at you passionately with All right. a All lust I'll in cut her. Cut that crap out.
1: <laughs> I, I have music for this. I guess you do. <laughs> it's already playing. It's playing while as we're speaking right now.
4: <laughs> she she grabs you by your armor. And pushes you out the door and then locks it behind her. <laughs> okay,
1: anyways. Can you, can you miss a grip?
4: <laughs> she grabs you
1: by the cod piece <laughs> uh, and shoves you out the door.
4: <sighs> I missed and my looks opportunity. You, looks
1: you dead in the eye and says, this doesn't look like your childhood bedroom and closes the door. Because <laughs> she kinky like that.
4: Anyways. <clears throat> I'm gonna. You don't know what you don't know what kind of freak she is. Yeah, you barely know this woman, Brad. So a lot of relationships start though. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to get through that first six months so you can each reveal your own crazy to the other and then see if it survives past that.
1: All one. right, my turn. I don't want to talk about Trevor and Lenara getting past anything. Thank you.
4: <laughs> anyway, I'm okay
1: if this whole thing crashes and burns.
4: I mean, have we established? it? Is Trevor a virgin?
1: I mean, I guess that's something you'll have to find out at some point. I mean, okay. the hair had to go somewhere, right? It was probably friction from all those college days. He
4: he had a very he had a very specific tutor for his draconic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh, it's so wrong! Oh, Jesus, what is happening with this? Does this episode end in a five? No, it doesn't. Anyway. I will. But the date we're recording on ends in a five.
4: So there you have it. There, there lies the issue. So Harkos tries to make something happen, but Lenara pushes you no, out.
2: No, uh, no, 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 <laughs>
1: it no. It happened. <laughs> I redact
4: my shitty statement. God damn it, but it was funny. All right, fine. <laughs> Brad's being a wire, and baby. boringly take Lenara down to her room and, and she... Gives you it. She does that little schoolgirl thing where she puts her hands down in front of her and kind of goes back and forth. I,
3: I hope you help You're a good killing
4: night. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to walk her to a room.
3: <laughs> Trevor
1: excuses himself from the table and goes the fuck to bed.
0: Screw you guys.
1: Oh no, Brad's going to quit the show he started.
2: <laughs> I said, I was quitting the show. I said, Trevor's going to go the fuck to bed.
1: Sounds like quit and talk to me.
4: <laughs> so you all retire for the evening. Uh Trevor shows everyone to their rooms, uh, because he knows the and he see knows the and estate. see that
2: was the next place I was going. I was just starting with Lenara. Uh
4: but the uh Harkos, the rooms are fairly well appointed. You can tell that these rooms are kind of disused, that they get taken care of, but they're not used very regularly uh it's probably I uh, it's the the estate that you were in in Aramore that was uh Melia's cousin it's probably like two or three steps down from that uh and like five or six down from the tin leaf estate in Irons Edge uh it's still very nice but it's not like a governor's manse kind of kind of level uh. It's probably one of the older buildings in Aetherport. If you're like kind of taking stock of that at all, as you, as you have been spending your time, but it's also one of the only ones that survived without any damage. So, you know, pluses and minuses. There's a
2: beautiful fountain back.
4: Uh, there is a beautiful fountain out outback, uh, <clears throat> which nobody has gone to investigate that specifically. So I'll do that in the morning. Well, uh, uh, just because I said something.
2: How uh, do you know? Maybe I was going to do it anyways. That's why I mentioned it.
4: <laughs> You're very bitter. Shut this episode up. is that me or you? <laughs> who who hurt you? You.
2: <laughs> you hurt me. Oh yeah, I mean, that's a fair I, point. I mean, this is a good
4: way, but you hurt me. <laughs>
1: All right, now things are getting uh, real.
4: Harcos, <laughs> Harcos, <laughs> high or low? Oh God, high. Hi. Uh, so there are a mound of extra blankets and pillows that have been put <laughs> in here. For
1: you. Oh my
4: God! Yes, okay. Uh, h- yep,
1: one hundred percent happening. Hargis is going to be like walking we, to the room, talking to Avalon and being like, well, you know, I mean, I guess a, a, a rear bed's not that bad. So I, I suppose one evening wouldn't be, t- I just prefer, and he opens the door and sees it and goes, never mind. Just yeah, we it. just
2: hear giddy Hargis noises for the rest of the night.
4: <laughs> oh, that's great. I want a sound bite of that so that I can put it as a ringtone. Oh,
1: you want my, you want my, <laughs> uh,
4: if only, if only we were recording this,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no happiest, smallest fucking thing in the world. Happiest Harkus has been in like a week. <laughs> well, sorry. A month. <laughs> Forgot about the time jump. Happiest Harkus has been in a very, uh, hot minute
4: been a long month yeah, full of a lot of not fun things. So this is a, a moment of reverie. Uh, so like 20 but, minutes in
1: the episode, we go to bed.
4: Yeah, I, that that is par for the course at this point. <laughs> yep. uh,
1: Starting season uh, two out strong.
4: Trevor, you, uh, you escort Avalon to her room, which is a, a couple down from where Harcos
3: is staying at. Uh and then you take Lenara to hers. Oh, oh last? Okay. But that's that's fine. Your 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 parents know what they're doing. Uh
4: but you take her to the door and she uh she puts her hand on the on the knob and she turns back to you and Things are going to get a lot worse,
3: aren't they?
2: Oh, well, I don't see them getting better in the foreseeable future. But that's what we're working for.
4: She's just kind of, like, stands there with her hand on the handle.
2: There's something on your mind?
4: She turns back and she looks at you, and as silly as she has been through the course of the evening, uh, you know, kind of teasing you and and you know, making you feel really, really, really we're, uncomfortable. We're awkwardly serious parents. now, huh? <laughs> uh, the, the the opposite, yes, is is where you're at. Uh, she she turns and she looks up at you, and I hope you realize now that you have reason to not be careless cause you have something, someone to come back to. And I expect you to come back.
3: <clears throat>
2: I think, I think Trevor would probably uh, turn a little red there for a second and then go give her a little bow and go. Yes, my lady, I will promise you I will. I will come back.
4: She lets go of the doorknob and she puts her hand on her hip and she looks at you. Is there anything about me that makes it seem like you should call me? So,
2: still with bowing down at this point, I'm going to glance up and just crack a half smile.
4: She bops you on the forehead. (laughs) Gonna have to unlearn some of your manners, I
2: guess. That's going to take a lot. You've you've met my parents. There's, they're deeply ingrained.
4: She gives you a weird half smile. So I'll have to ungrain you. <laughs> oh. Good night.
3: Sleep well. She
4: opens the door and looks in there and goes, Oh, that bed. And then she closes the door.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go cuddle with Yeah. <laughs> Are you, are you going to go no, and stay in the
4: same room with him? No, you no gonna... you're not.
2: No, <laughs> no. You know what I am going to do, though? I'm going to go to my room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my extra blanket and
3: pillow, and I'm going to go walk and knock on Harkos's door. Knock, knock, Harkos. But what? Nothing is. Who is it? It's it's just me
1: well oh, give me a second and you hear like listen motherfucker don't jump on me let me explain to you it's my character not yours you had your little fucking pansy ass <laughs> milady, in the fucking hallway this is my time <laughs> motherfucker
2: I, I honestly didn't realize you were going that way so you, you what- hear the shuffling
1: of, of like sheets and bedware as Harkus is wading through the room uh, the uh, of of mess that he's made, and then he gets up to the door, and you hear the handle start to jostle, and then barely audible through the door because Harkus is mainly doing it for himself to try and return to some form of normalcy, since Brad shit all over my parade. Everyone knows it's coming now, and you hear him go, <laughs> "Shunk, whoosh, 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 flunk," and then the door opens. And
3: my wad of blanket and pillow. I'm just gonna hold out. What? I I have okay. And he takes it. It's kind of tradition at this
2: point, don't you think?
1: Well I had a I had a lot. There there was there were so many in here.
4: <laughs> so from a couple of doors down, you you hear uh some noise <clears throat> and then uh Avalon's door opens with a poof of feathers
3: <laughs> as <laughs>
4: she pokes her head out Is everything okay i heard knocking it, yes so
1: tr- tr- do you do you need any extra uh pillows or blankets or are
4: you so she you see that she kind of like turns to look back in the room and she pokes her head back out and goes <laughs> As feathers come out of her. No, I'm <laughs> good. I'm good. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, no, he was just bringing me his stuff. Okay,
4: I just wanted to make the joke about the feathers.
1: So <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fine.
3: Anyways, g- g- good night. Uh,
1: oh, that was cute. <laughs> not not her and Harcos, but Ken and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was making Kim Ken tried to hide it under my jokes, but I heard it, motherfucker. I did too. Oh
2: Ooh, man, that's great. Anyways, um, d- good good night, brother. Good good night. And go back to my room.
4: Hey, you go back to your room and. uh you You walk into your uh your childhood room with the my chemical ribbon posters uh, <laughs> realize that you went through a weird phase when you were in your teenage years and that your parents have not touched your room since
0: <laughs> oh god
4: so you uh you <laughs> Your your uh, my chemical ribbon posters,
3: uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you get yourself all
3: settled into bed. Uh, shut the lantern off, and you all drift off to sleep. It's a nice, quiet evening, which I think that it's been a long time since you've been able to do that. And there's something to be said for a full undisturbed night's rest. Uh but early in the morning, uh about five o'clock, uh, you all get knocks on your door. Yes.
4: Um, this is your wake-up call, Mister Ironjaw. Uh, you you requested to uh, be up oh. close to sunrise oh, so that oh. you had a meeting. Dear Did yes.
2: You- okay, I'm I'm coming.
3: I'm just starting to throw my stuff on. Okay, uh, Harkos, you get the same uh, same little wake-up call. Okay, you have far less to put on. <laughs> yep. Uh so you all get
4: yourselves up, dressed and ready. That was a long rest in case you needed anything, but you know, it's also been, you know, a month, a month. So you've you've had a you've had a long rest somewhere in there. Uh but you get yourself ready. Uh as you all start to make your way downstairs, uh Lenara and Avalon will join you shortly after. Uh, And the group of you head downstairs where there is a nice little uh, meal that has been set up for breakfast. Uh, I'm assuming that you eat you by the time that you all get dressed and ready and kind of get everybody up and moving. You have probably about a half an hour until when this meeting was supposed to be called. Grab and go.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't trust these Hoity toity people to be like, no, nope. oh, we'll just fucking we'll do it on time. Nope. They're more gonna... likely to be late, but I could totally see them being like, well, we'll just take care of it before anyone fucking shows
3: up. Yep. Yeah, Okay. We're grabbing and going. Uh so you grab and go.
4: Uh Avalon and Evelyn will inquire. Lenara. Or yeah, I said Evelyn. Uh, Avalon and Lenara will inquire if they should join you, or if
3: they should head back to the Brava, or what your thoughts are. Um, I don't know what we're doing. We're going to talk about the. We're going to the King no, no, Tribunal. No,
2: I, I know that. I mean, like the, the after that. I don't think we've. Well, I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know, we, the, I know the. I know the. I know the play end, but I don't know like how soon the
1: play in. Oh well, if you want to, if you want to have that in-game conversation, Harkness will be more than happy to let you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. How soon do we plan on leaving?
3: Right away but yes um of uh uh especially with all the newfound information i i
1: i i i would really rather not be Wait, be be hunted um i'd yeah. i'd like to face this thing head on so I mean, we we came here at the behest of of Melia for for king troubles, and I I mean, this might not be the outcome that anyone necessarily wanted, but I I feel like this will be a proverbial bookend to that situation. So we we should see this through. But then I, barring any la- last minute niceties we need to carry on in town, I I, I feel like feel like i have to head home and deal with that whole thing that then uh meet us at the
2: brava i suppose are, uh, they, are
4: are my parents awake uh yeah uh they're they're awake but uh tired looking
1: uh Did you say he said tired looking oh i i i do want to point out uh so Trevor Trevor told Lenara to, to meet us at the Brava and Harkos is actually going to ask Avalon uh,
3: actually could you maybe stay here or? or with 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 me Uh you're asking Avalon, right? Yes. Oh. Uh certainly, but may I ask I'm certainly not as uh, high profile as you. There's been a lot of um, a lot of weird and a lot of difficult for me lately, and despite how my attitude before meeting you would suggest. Having you around brings me a, a a much needed calm about a lot of things.
1: And to be quite honest, with with all of the crazy scary that is surrounding I
3: feel a lot more comfortable knowing that you're still around as often as I can. Well if you want me to follow along with you, then I most certainly will uh but uh I will not participate in these political games oh no of of course not i the moral support is all okay i will I will join you for this then um
2: you two can go ahead and I'll catch up. I I just want to
1: say goodbye to my parents. Okay. Harkless and Aval- we'll we'll take our leave, but in, in obviously in no hurry. So Trevor has ample time to catch up.
4: Uh, Lenara will kind of give you that, that stare again. The same one that she gave you last night. So, you, you get the sense that she has like... Almost like she has some charismatic power to her. (laughs) Like her, her, her glances, her stares have always kind of been glances, and I get a chill. Like, ah, okay, fine. She, she has some umph to her, but she gives you that same look, uh, and she places her her hand on your forearm. And she gives you a smile and she says, I'll see you back at the Brava.
3: Yes, you will. And she heads out the door. Um, did you two stay
2: up all night? What some party going on that I didn't know about?
4: Roll a uh, perception for me. Or an insight. Insight would probably be better, actually.
2: I like insight. I have a lot more insight. How about a 25?
4: Uh you see your 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 dad is somewhat stone-faced, uh but your mom has a sly little smile
3: as she says, "Oh, nothing really special." It just uh you know, we had a nice talk your father and I.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh well I'm glad you're feeling better and uh it seems your <laughs> energy has
4: come back
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this now your this... dad now <laughs> your
4: dad breaks a little bit
1: this fucking good time for Harkers just keeps looking. I wish I would have stayed
2: um please take care I know you two have been dealing with this stuff for far longer than I have but if anything happens get word to me please
4: I think that it's more you that needs to be careful out there (laughs) Seems like you're going back towards the thick of it.
2: Well, I have a lot of help. I think I'll be
4: fine. I'm going to go give them both a hug. Your your parents both, uh, it, your mom especially, embraces you like quite Hard, uh, your your dad. Uh, as you come up, he offers out his hand for a handshake. Yep, and then a hug. Okay. <laughs> uh, he does that stereotypical dad thing where you like go in for the hug and you feel his arms kind of like off to the sides, and then after a moment, he he wraps his arms around. I you. was
2: gonna say the arms off to the side, and I give him the
4: biggest bear hug Trevor can fucking muster. <laughs> Uh, but he, he wraps his arms back around you, uh, and as you pull away, he keeps one hand on your shoulder. Be careful out there. Uh, I know you and your friends are capable, but, you know, still, be careful. I will definitely
2: be careful, and, uh... I uh Well I I won't take so long to check back in this time.
3: I would hope not. <sighs> I love you both. Uh,
2: please take care.
4: We love you too.
2: Have one more quick stop before I before I leave.
4: No, just hurry because um you know those, those fancy people don't like to wait. Yes, I'm gonna go out to the fountain. Okay, uh, you head out to the fountain, uh, which uh again miraculously is unharmed go ahead and roll perception for me
3: uh, 16
4: 16 Uh so you've seen this thing thousands of times you mm. know if not tens of thousands because you grew up here you spent a lot of your time here and this time it's almost like seeing it for the first time because there's so much more detail to the relief carvings around the center of the fountain than you ever remember. Uh, hmm. Go ahead and roll uh, roll Arcana for me. I'll see how much of this you get. 19. Okay. Uh, you get the sense as you're looking at this uh, kind of from some of your newfound experience out in the world. There was probably some sort of glamour that was put over this fountain to keep the the layperson from observing it in its true form. Oh. Uh, something that, you know, you were subject to when you were younger and didn't have a lot of the knowledge that you did now, but something has changed. Uh, you see depictions of Sam Renton, specifically, and you get kind of a rudimentary storyboard of your family's history with this Methuselah. Uh, you, You don't know exactly what this is trying to tell you, but it looks like these depictions are showing your family being raised from among... Many as a pillar to which others should aspire to be on Ooh. in service of Sam Renton. Uh, it seems that your family, the Iron Jaw family, which has existed for now a few thousand years uh, unbroken, was one of, if not the, most important family in the hierarchy of Sam Renton's people. Oh, shit. Uh, And maybe that's a little bit biased because it's your family's fountain. Yeah. But uh, that's the sense that you get off of this. There are also depictions of Numerath uh, kind of in the background of some of these that you, you know, Sam Rinton is the is the forefront. Uh, but you see depictions of of Numerath, for sure. Uh, along with uh, uh, Borvinsall, you can see as being very close often with Sam Rinton. But in the later parts of this, whether it was made this way or it was altered in some way, the the time is kind of wore away enough of it that you can't tell, that those figures are pushed further apart as this storyboard goes on. Almost like that there was some sort of wedge, Ah. something that was put between them. So, I and I guess the sense that you get off of that from what you know is that at one time they were very close uh, and 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 maybe you already knew that and I, I can't remember the specifics of some of your conversations but uh something changed in their relationship uh-huh and you don't know what But that's the best that you can get off of it without trying to dive into the stories with your parents or, hmm. you know, like researching in their library or anything
2: like that. So after standing there and taking all that in, I'm going to reach into my pouch and take out the coin that I took off Wait. the fountain when I was a kid.
1: No, I, I, uh, is nearby and I throw one to Trevor. Because I want to toss toss a coin to my wisher. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting to interject for that specific moment. Wow. Okay, continue with your special moment. I apologize for ruining it. Oh, thank
4: I <laughs> uh, so you take out this old, the very old looking coin, um, and it it's something that it you've carried with you since. Since you were a child or since you you left? Since I was a child. Okay. Uh, You've carried this with you and through all these years. And this coin is different, too, than you remember. it. Uh You've you've maybe taken this out in the last few days to look at it. And even just in the last few days, you know, maybe there was some depiction of some ancient, you know, king that the the coin was minted under. But now it's different. Now, this is a Numerath coin. The, the, uh, design that's on it, uh, is Numerath's Face Like, basically, it's a portrait of his face that's been stamped onto this coin. Like, many ancient coins were whatever ruler that they were minted under. Uh... On the flip side of the coin... Is... Uh... Basically, like, it's like an etching of the year that it was minted. Uh... Which, you don't understand the context of these numbers. Because your... Your calendar does not match up to what this says. Uh... And then a a short little, like, uh, uh, there's a phrase that is carved into the back. And it seems that it was carved, like, with a very small chisel in prayer to Numerath in hopes for strength for our son, Bianca and Sterling. So it was a small prayer that they let out to Numerath for you, and tossed in. So uh,
2: Trevor's gonna kind of bow his head down and like touch it to the coin, and and say, "I don't believe I've ever done this." but I do believe now is the time and thank you both of you for watching over them and me I'm gonna toss the coin into the into the uh,
4: fountain roll a religion check
3: oh big money
4: Go ahead and do it with advantage as well.
2: That's good, because that was a seven.
4: That's a nat 20, though. So 24. Okay. Um, as you drop the uh you drop the coin in, you see a golden sheen go over the top of the the fountain's water. And it holds there for just just a fraction of a moment just enough for you to know that it was there and then it's gone
3: I
2: think Trevor would kind of uh, let out a sigh of relief I guess for knowing and uh, go try to catch up to Harkos
4: okay uh, unless Harcos is going at full speed, then uh, I'm guessing that you're able to catch up to him pretty quick.
1: Ha ha! Hashtag uh, fuck you, fly speed, motherfucker.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: Harkos, well, Harkos got out question. the door
4: and, uh, and
2: looked at his sister and went, alright, now he thinks we're going to take our time, but let's fly.
1: <laughs> as Trevor's about uh, to go out to the fountain, he just hears a as my fucking <laughs> my <laughs> m- breaking the sound barrier finally kicks in.
3: down. So to help us, we brought in a
4: reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless.
0: Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready to get 20 20, ready 20, to get 20, ready 20, to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. so
4: Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
0: slash $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Okay.
4: Uh so you catch up to uh you, you catch up to, to Harkos and Avalon uh, and proceed the rest of the way to the old Senate chambers. This is. Possibly, Trevor, uh, you, you know that this has been up for debate and, you know, this is something that you learned during school, is that probably now that the keep has been destroyed is probably one of the most ancient surviving buildings within Aetherport. Uh, you can see that some damage has been done to the outside after Cyraxis uh, rose, but for the most part, it looks undamaged. There are some cracks along the outside wall, which you can see that there's already masons that are working on, uh, along with uh, like the steps up to the main entrance have shifted a little bit and are a little bit cockeyed.
3: Uh, but things are, uh, things are being done to renovate it so that it's
4: back to kind of its original state. Uh, but other than, other than that bit, it is busy there. This is pretty much the, the place to be for the people who know. Uh-huh. I think that you you probably with your conversation with uh kind of get that this was not being done with the public's knowledge, right? For the most part, that this was as secret as possible.
3: That mm-hmm.
4: that they're trying to do this quickly and discreetly under the nose of anybody who might uh disagree. Protest. Yeah, a protest would probably be more accurate statement, Uh, especially given the circumstances behind uh, King Ghibli being deposed. That uh, mm, it's a little bit that they're worried that they were probably worried that there would be chunks of the population were like, why should we change? You know, like that kind of idea. Uh, But you ascend towards the steps and into the throng of people and make your way into the Senate chambers for this hearing on repositioning a royal for Aetherport.
1: Hi, guys. Um, This is where we were planning on doing ad breaks. Um, And obviously with the state of things, we don't really have anything to run. Um, we do have a Patreon plug, uh, that Ken recorded and since he did record it and we didn't get to use it a ton, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that here. Um, I just wanted to put this before it because obviously with us not doing regular episode content right now, um, don't feel like we're trying to plug Patreon, uh, with, with this next little bit. It's just me. Um, letting you guys hear our guy some more, you know, um, there's, uh, audio that we have of him and, and, you know, I, th- I personally think it deserves to be played. Um, so this didn't need to be said, but I just, I wanted to cover all our bases cause sometimes people are weird. Um, so we're not trying to plug Patreon right now. This is just more of our guy, uh, talking to you guys. Thank you.
4: Hi there, it's Ken, your Dungeon Master here. I come to you in our time of need. We love producing content for you, and we hope that we can ask you a favor. We need your support to keep on providing the content that we do, and to improve the content we put out now, and more. Anything you pledge to us goes directly back into the podcast for us to spend more time and energy on what we produce for you. There are benefits to each level, including my personal favorite, our after show called Under the Trench Coat," where we discuss the happenings during each episode, get into story arcs, and sometimes we get crackpot ideas on what could be happening or coming down the line. Check us out over on Patreon.com backslash RitGeek, that's R-I-T-G-E-E-K, to subscribe and get more of three guys who love numbers as long as they're on dice.
3: Okay, so you all walk
4: through the entrance to the old Senate building uh Trevor, you probably took some field trips here when you were in in grade school uh uh-huh. uh you know, to kind of show you the history, and it looks pretty much the same as when you came here. You're just <laughs> taller uh but there's uh concentric rings of seating in a center room uh where the Senate used to meet for all of ribbon uh you know from uh your history courses uh that you took as not electives that and and harcos maybe you got some of this in your your schooling but probably not as in depth uh that Okaito you know, didn't care as much about the history of Riven as much as, you know, their practices. But uh, each fragment used to send their own representatives to Aetherport
3: to participate in this senate. Uh, and as things started to become more
4: separated between and as transportation became more readily available to get from the fragments back into the main city of Aetherport uh more and more representatives started coming uh until eventually it got to the point where the building is now what it is uh that there are 25 rows of concentric circles of seating for representatives. And that number, as the rings grow larger, the number grows larger of seats. (sighs) Uh, You get the sense that it it, it was taught to you that the reason that the Senate was eventually liquidated, and I say that not meaning that they were killed, but the, the Senate was dissolved, was because it ended up being overrepresented in each fragment uh that when you start talking about that you know a fragment with you know a population of 3000 is sending 100 representatives to try to you know claim their you know this is what we deserve blah 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 that things just get convoluted uh, and a majority of the Senate eventually decided to dissolve themselves and keep.
3: That's leadership, a shocker.
4: Yeah, it, it, they could see the frustration, and because they were living in it, I uh, and they they voted to dissolve their own Senate, their own rulership, in favor of. One centralized government with autonomy for each fragment. Uh, So they were self, they were little self-contained city states that were under command of the capital, but not necessarily beholden to them for everything. Right. This was the deal that they got to have their own autonomy. But... If the time came, they had to respond. Uh, if there was, uh, you know, some big thing that needed to happen, they would send goods, they would send food. You know, if there was famine, that they would participate and they would help the other city states that they were autonomous, but still had to respond to the capital's calls. Uh-huh. Uh, you couldn't ghost them, basically. Uh, and that, give or take, was about 200 years ago when that decision
3: was made. Jeez. And it's held pretty well. Uh, you know, that this, uh,
4: the recent events here are uh, kind of the first time that a family has had any issues. Uh in in terms of rulership, like King Jubilee was, as you saw, kind of naive and a little bit, you know, odd. Uh, previous families, previous kings and queens didn't really have much contention that everybody kind of understood how things were supposed to work. Uh-huh. So now you are where you are now that King Jubilee has been deposed and uh, now they're trying to figure out who takes his place. Uh, Go ahead and both of you uh, roll perception or investigation to see what you can find out through conversations that are happening around you as you're coming in.
1: 22. Definitely perception for purpose
4: yeah definitely here too i have zero investigation doesn't matter got a five uh harkos uh, this is probably makes more sense because your upbringing you were not around this kind of stuff and so this much chatter this many people is a pretty foreign concept to you uh Trevor, you've probably experienced this more because your dad was is, you know, not is a pretty big figure around here. Uh, so you've probably been to some meetings like this. You've maybe not participated, but you've you've seen them happening. Uh, but you hear three names coming up on a lot of people's conversations. Uh the first name. Is a name that you've been hearing a lot recently. Uh, is Rilo K. Orin. Uh, is a merchant prince, uh, merchant princess, I guess. Yeah, those uh, are the
1: people setting up the tents and shit after the eruption, right? Mm hmm. Yeah.
4: Yes. Uh, that name is coming up a lot uh, as somebody that a lot of people are in favor of taking over. Uh, a second name that you're hearing is Eladir Zinshari. Uh, Trevor, you've maybe heard this name before. They're another merchant family. It's another elven family Uh, that uh, trades in, like, spices and food. Uh, fairly powerful, but not in the like upper echelons that you would have expected. Especially when you're like that Rilo K Orin, that uh. family. That's a big family. That's probably like one of the top three wealthiest families in Aether. Uh, the last name that you're hearing is Patricia Stillbright. As uh, that they are a silk and fabric trader uh, from kind of one of the mid-tier families in Aetherport. Huh. Those are the three names that you're hearing quite a bit. There's some others that are scattered in there, but it's like kind of onesies and twosies that, like, oh, have you heard about uh-huh. Jimothy? Oh no! Who, who's Jimothy You know like that kind of thing You're not getting a lot of like uh, the, 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 There's ones or twos of these But okay. a lot of people For any of those three It's a pretty it, Either any of those three are fairly common The most that you're hearing For sure Is Rylo Kaoran So What do you want to do while you're here? before the official meeting is called. Is there anything? Or are you kind of waiting or trying to find anyone
3: specifically?
1: Um
3: I don't know that I have
1: anything. I can't think of anything that like comes to mind.
4: Trevor, you same. Uh,
2: gosh. I think maybe Trevor will attempt to mingle
4: a little bit. OK. Why don't you roll a. Uh, we'll call it persuasion to see how well you can uh, or do you have a feature a noble feature
2: I do you would be able
4: to use my noble
2: feature just allows me to talk to important people's
4: okay so Uh, you can definitely mingle Uh, I can read it to you if you want
2: position of privilege thanks to your noble birth people are inclined to think the best of you You you're welcome in high society and people assume you have the right to be wherever you are uh, the common folk <laughs> make every effort to accommodate you and avoid your displeasure, and other people of high birth treat you as a member of the same social sphere. You can secure an audience with a local noble if you need to.
4: Okay, so why don't we do this? Uh, if you go ahead and roll me a persuasion check, and we'll see what tier you can get yourself mingled into based on that roll. <clears throat> 12 okay Uh, so you're mingling and uh, you hear uh, Harcos. are you kind of tailing along with him or are you staying away
1: um let's find out (laughs) apparently I'm with him that was a nat 20 (laughs) <laughs> Hargors very confidently follows Trevor
4: around. Yes, I belong here, too. Uh, So, Trevor, you kind of make your way around uh, and you chit chat with some people and, you know, they give you the typical, oh, Iron Jaw. Yeah, I know your dad's work. You know, like you get a lot of that. Uh-huh. Uh, And, you know, people asking like, oh, are you getting into the same trade? And, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe some people that you remember from uh, your dad's interactions, you know, when he would come to these kind of things and meet with nobles and they would come and, you know, make orders with him or pick up stuff or ask for repairs and whatnot. You know, some of the people that you saw, you know, that were fairly young, maybe new into these roles have now aged. And uh-huh. maybe they have their children with them that are participating as well. Uh, the passage of time is a bitch. <laughs> uh, but you hear one of those names. Uh, yes, I am Patricia Stillbright. Uh, it's wonderful to meet you. Uh, what, what What did you say your name was? And you hear her interacting with uh another noble family. Uh, but you kind of end up being positioned very close by her if you were wanting to uh speak. Um uh, greetings. Uh so she kind of turns uh from who she's talking to. Uh, go ahead and roll, uh, both of you roll a, uh, insight check.
2: Uh, 15.
1: <sighs> uh, 11. Okay.
4: I uh, so she turns to you and kind of greets you with a warm smile and reaches out a hand to, to shake. You. Yep. I'll, uh,
2: do the... Do the, uh, not the, like, full-on handshake thing, the, the like, gentlemanly grabbing of the hand. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and so she does, uh, she takes your hand and gives a, uh, gives a curtsy. Oh, give her a uh, bow. Uh, hello, um, I I am Patricia Stillbright. Uh, may I, may I, I, I actually don't know you from, uh, you know, just glancing on you are are you from what family? Yeah, I am uh
2: Trevor Ironjaw. My apologies. I <laughs> Oh should have
4: introduced when I walked up. No no, it's it's fine. There's uh there's a lot of people here. And, yes uh, there is. It's, it's kinda hard to get in much of a word edgewise, but uh is is there some way that I can help you, Mr. Ironjaw? I I, well, I heard your
2: name come up quite a bit in just walking around here. Oh, well, um, it's, uh,
4: yeah, it's embarrassing. I know.
2: <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, you must have done something amazing to, to get uh, such recognition.
4: Well,. I think that the greatest accomplishment that my family can claim right now is not mine, but my brother's. Yes. Well, what would that be? I don't know if you knew, uh, if you knew William, the uh, captain of the Royal Guard. She's oh. it.
2: That's that's the one. She's the one. No, She's the one. I had, I had...
4: <sighs> okay. You had what? Nothing.
2: Ugh. God damn it uh but
4: my uh, brother was lost yeah. in um uh, rise yeah uh he we, got some notoriety from uh he saved a couple of children and he sacrificed himself and uh, so not, his, his not, action to, of,
2: not to interrupt what? but um he did far more than save just a couple of children you you knew him
3: um he, yes he.
1: Uh, <laughs> Harkos is gonna chime in here and go. I um. I found him. I also. Uh, I may have
4: been one of the last people to speak to him. You can see her. Uh, she looks very composed but you can see that composure start to break a little bit as she takes a couple of very long strides up to you uh, and she puts out her hand
1: to me yes to you uh, Harkus will t- stick his hand out and shake it
4: we'll shake her she hand ha-
1: not just shake his hand at
4: her he <laughs> <laughs> just, sh- just shakes uh, she uh so as you grab, you know her hand to shake it. She puts her hip, her other hands and grabs yours from both sides. It's an honor to meet you. Then, what is your name?
1: Uh, Ar- Argos, Argos Har- Pizarro.
4: I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, I don't recognize the last name. But it's.
1: I'm not really anybody. Um, just answered the call,
3: you know. Don't we all?
4: And if you were a friend to my brother, if you helped pull him from the wreckage, then... You have my eternal gratitude. Well, you're...
1: I was going through a lot the last few days leading up to that catastrophe. And um, your brother among my friends, but your brother being someone I had only just met, he, he really helped... ground me and put
4: things back in perspective. Oh, I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he was able to help in whatever way that he could. Uh, but you see, a- after that moment, uh, uh, another like noble couple comes up and uh, kind of draws her attention away. Uh, but like she kind of turns away. She she kind of said, oh, just just a moment. Uh, and she turns back to the two of you and she says, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to be rude, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of handshaking and introductions to be made. Um, thank you both
3: for being here and. Uh, just just thank you.
4: Uh, And she she takes both of your hands again and and shakes and turns uh, turns back and starts diving back into some sort of political conversation that you're, you know, that you have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, Something with trade routes and, uh, (laughs) you know, treaties that uh, like old treaties between different families that blah, 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 blah. Like it's it's getting into some real chunky shit that you don't know about.
2: will
4: well, I'll head head out away. Let her right. handle her business. Uh, so you, uh, as you turn away from uh, uh, Madame Stillbright, you hear a chime, almost like a you know like a really fine bell that goes out and reverberates around these circular halls. Uh, and with that chime. You see, most everybody kind of starts heading into the central chamber. I do believe that's RQ. I uh, so everybody starts heading into this central s- chamber that, and and starts filling in the seats. I uh, the scale of this thing becomes much more focused in your mind when. As many people as you have seen and interacted with, and kind of had to be asshole to elbow with, fills up only to the fourth ring. Oh shit! In this chamber, Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's that's the numbers that we're talking about. With you know them actually deciding that enough is enough. This is too, this is too much. I uh, you do you want to try to force your way into one of the lower circles or do you want to stay kind of towards the back? Where do you want to try to position yourself? Uh,
1: probably lower circles. Yeah. In case you yeah, need to probably. Uh, intervene.
4: All right. Uh, so you kind of uh, have to manhandle your way up there. Uh, go ahead and roll a. Uh, both of you roll dexterity for me, and we'll take whichever one is highest. A dexterity a, it's check. A
1: check, right? Okay. Yes, check. I thought you said
2: manhandle, not lithely move through the crowd.
4: Yeah, but if you start beating people, you're going to get arrested.
2: Who says beating? I can push.
4: Uh, Stiff Trev, arm. Tre- Fine, roll. D- 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 Hercos, roll dexterity. Trevor, roll strength.
1: Tre- Trevor will get arrested. Harkos will beat them up so quick that it'll look like the wind did it. (laughs) (laughs) I got 14.
4: I got a 19. Okay. Uh, Harkos, you are able to kind of slide yourself down towards the second row. That's as far as you're able to get. The first row has been filled before you can get there. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you're able to reserve three seats so that the three of you can sit down. Whee! Avalon, no you can Marcus. tell, very uncomfortable. <laughs> this is not her wheelhouse. Trevor, you can tell, very uncomfortable. <laughs> you shut up. Yeah, it's funny because you're built as a fucking noble, but you're uncomfortable in the noble set Like he doesn't but have to know. like it. No, okay. Okay. So you take your seat. It takes another, like, f- like 15 minutes after you push your way through and down into that second ring uh, before everyone is seated and then you hear a gavel from the center. Uh, and your attention is drawn to this circular uh, podium that has been set up in the center uh, as a older elf, uh, gray, long gray hair, uh, and what looks to be like, like a judicial type robe, uh, walks up and pounds this gavel along the center, center podium. Uh, he calls out, uh, Order! Order, please, everyone, take your seats and quiet down so that we may begin the proceedings. I <laughs> uh, He goes into this very long-winded speech
3: uh, about how nobility and royalty within Riven should be of the utmost pride, uh, the utmost sincerity and honesty in order to
4: carry the weight of the crown on their head. And that
3: as a union of peoples, that they decided to remove the Jubilee family from this position.
4: Jubilee, King Gibbous Jubilee was the the last in a very long line of Jubilees in power. Before they were kings and queens, they were high-ranking nobility within Ribbon, uh, within the the Aetherport fragment, the Capitals fragment,
3: uh, and then took over as uh the kings and queens after. Uh
4: there's only been a handful of families that have had the title
3: of king or queen. Uh, and the Jubilees were the longest run of any of those. But after his long winded speech finishes, he calls.
4: Lord Tyrellian Lavenworth, Please. Approach the center bench, uh, and you see from the other side of the, uh, of this ring, uh, coming out of the first ring comes Lord Tyrellian, uh, dressed much in the same manner as you saw him last night, you can see pretty heavy bags under his eyes, like, uh, he probably did not get his meditation in for the day, uh, and he approaches the center platform and you see he and the uh he and the the judge speak. Uh not loud enough that you can hear uh the acoustics are not that good, but they they have a little bit of a conversation. Uh and you see they trade places. The judge kind of takes his steps down, uh Lavenworth will take his steps up. Lords and ladies, uh, noble people of Riven, uh, welcome to Aetherport. I'm sorry that it could not be in a much nicer setting. We are regretfully in dire straits. This this council of people chose to uh, remove the Jubilee line from Royalty, and we are now here to assign someone new. I ask before any nominations are made to please take this, take the weight of this decision for what it truly is. We are entering into an age of unknowns. If not unknown, forgotten at the very least. The things that we're seeing, the experiences that we've had, all of us who were here know exactly what I'm talking about. Dragons have returned to Riven. The Methuselahs fly our skies once more. Those of you willing to take up the challenge of sitting on the throne to wear the crown. Know that this is not going to be easy. It will not be it will not be the rain that the Jubilees saw. It will be full of strife. It will be full of peril. Do not take this lightly. With that, I make a call. If there are families who feel that they would be well-suited to this position, make your claim now. Uh, And instantly, after this is done, after uh, Lord Tyrellian finishes his speech, you hear...
3: a roar of Kaorin 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 Kaorin, Kaorin. which Tyrillian will hold his hand up and says, calm calm please uh Rilo Kaorin
4: would you please approach and you see Kaorin come up uh they have a short conversation and and then over the next few minutes you hear more calls uh, that Tyrellian will ask for uh, families to to volunteer. And the three names that you heard are the three names that stand there. Uh, So you see Rhylo Kaoran. Second comes Patricia Stillbright. And lastly is Eladir Zinshari. Uh, Patricia Stillbright stands... Alone as the only non elf of the three uh, that she appears to be human, at least appears to be. Uh, Maybe with some elven heritage somewhere in there, but it's hard to tell. Uh, But uh, Eladir and Rilo are both elven. After the last name is called and he has his short conversation with Eladir, the three of them stand
3: uh, in a triangular formation. Underneath the central uh, the central platform thank you everyone, for your passion in this and to these three families and their leads you will be given some time and this council will reconvene in an hour and after that hour you will all present your cases for why you should be allowed why you should be royal and that my friends is where we will call it for tonight yep did you see that one coming yep okay least it's not a cliffhanger per se nope
2: nope no i'm good i'm good okay this is like the second episode
4: that i've been good with okay well that's nice I'm happy for you all right well hey thank you all very much for joining us at our table if you're enjoying what you're listening to we would humbly ask that you show us some support. You can do that a couple of different ways. The first way would be uh, something as simple as just buying us a coffee. You go to ko-fi.com and you search for Rolling in the Geek, you can do a one-time donation there. Uh, if you wanted to do something maybe a little bit more substantial, you could, do, uh, uh, you could contribute through our Patreon. We are good little warlocks and offer up sacrifices to our patrons depending on the tier that you choose. Uh, speaking of sacrifices... John, this is your weekly sacrifice. Uh, If you go to patreon.com backslash Ritgeek, R-I-T-G-E-E-K, you can contribute to us there. Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us?
2: You can subscribe to our newsletter on our website at Ritgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek. Or you can find us on any of your favorite ear baking stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter, and if you want to talk to a bunch of rad content creators, podcasters, artists, and all-around cool people, you can join us in the
4: Underground Oracle Discord through the link on our website. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week, you are the Sound Battlesmith Artificer. Ooh. 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 You have honed your skills in audio combat to the point that you can use all of these magical accessories that you've created to make yourself a force on the audio battlefield. Can you please battle as something fun to go out on? Oh. I've been doing a lot of looking into the Battlesmith Artificer, and so that's why I chose that one. Sure. I want it.
1: Of course, why not? Who-do-who uh, from Nick and Harkos, as we're very pleased that there was no candidate Kevin in episode 97. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the fourth candidate... That's uh, what we in the biz call a callback. Uh, could, uh, Kevin? Kevin no, Smith? No. But, okay. Him, hey. hey, sure. Come on, fat man. <laughs> um... That wasn't a weight thing. That was his podcast, anyway. Um, it was fat, it's Fat Man Beyond, isn't it? That's what is. Anyway, I, I uh, tune in next week uh, as we just can't wait to see the outcome of the tribunal in episode 98. It's not really a tribunal. I keep using that word. Uh, I do not think it means what I think it means. Mm! Uh, th- <laughs> this week, I wrote a mm, little bit of. Uh, L- little bit of well what's what's the word that i'm looking for there was a little bit of uh uh i guess a tease that's that's not the word i want but that's what i'm going to use uh foreboding that's but closer and still not what i want but in the episode i, I kind of uh, uh, uh alluded there was a little bit of illusion that's what i was looking for to this song this song is um from harkos to trevor about some recent happenings so without further ado here is the parody for episode 97 imagine him and her a flaming bird (laughs) shut up uh i've thought about it a long time but it's not right he barely knows this girl he met what if she's nuts what if they run off together at dinner he brought it up with no warning right after she made a joke about a ring it caught us all off guard my it caught us all off guard My jealousy pinged we are we were happy without her i don't get why trevor thinks he needs a girl in his life I thought things were going really well with just us guys. Him and her and her and him. The very thought of it makes my head spin. He doesn't even know this broad or where she's been. I've got to save Trevor. If I can't save you, Trevor, my friend, the only thing. Uh- <laughs> <clears throat> if I can't save you Trevor my friend the only thing that I can do is give you a taste of your own medicine
3: oh dear <laughs>
1: That's that's it that's the whole it's the whole shebang <laughs> Oh that
4: was great a good one. Oh
2: man <laughs>
1: Again, this is the third time this week that the Red Tide have caused an uprising. This is every single time, every week that I need to call because I've had yet another problem getting paid. We have this issue. And for what purpose? They do it for sport, for fun. This is what they do to pass time at work. And it keeps people like, I have mouths to feed. I mean, come on, guys.